880 The Biz, where money talks. You're listening to Freed on Business, voted one of the top 10 social media influencers for real estate. Now, here's your host, Jim Freed. Welcome back to another edition of Freed on Business. Welcome to our new format, the podcast-only format. 880 AM was sold, so we are now podcast-only. I want to welcome everybody to our first podcast-only show as we start our 12th season of Freed on Business. We're going to welcome back Andre Senny. Andre is the founder and CEO of the CRE Collaborative. We're having our tech show today. Welcome back, Andreas. Thanks, Jim. Always a pleasure to be back on the show. I couldn't be more excited to be continuing your, your 10 years, your top 10 social media influencer show status with our Freed on Tech segments as we go podcast and digital. Uh, joining us today, I've got two incredible guests. We've got Bob Gillespie from the NAR Reach Accelerator program. Bob is the executive director there with over 25 years experience in technology leadership. Also joining us from the capital side, uh, Wall Street veteran Bradford Harris of Chessie Cap Securities. So I could not be more excited to be talking money, talking tech, talking real estate, as always with you here on Freedom Tech, Freedom Business segment. Guys, welcome. That's Bob. great. That's great, man. This is great, Andreas. So, so Andres, why don't we start out with talking about the NAR Accelerator? Tell me what that really is. It sounds really cool. Well, and, and for that, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce Bob and, and get it from Bob in his words. Bob. Sure, Andres. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me, let me kind of uh, tell you, you know, sort of our, our topology of our organizations. It's a little confusing at first. Um, so the National Association of Realtors is our umbrella organization. So, you know, a lot of people refer to the, the association. We got about 1.3 million members in our association. It's, uh, I, I believe it's the largest association in the world, um, made up of both residential and commercial real estate brokers and agents. Um, underneath that, uh, so that's a nonprofit uh, uh, association, um, which, you know, main mission is to keep the realtor, uh, you know, uh, as a central um, contributor to the real estate transaction. Um, Underneath that, we have a, 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 a for-profit entity called Second Century Ventures, which is the strategic venture arm of the National Association of Realtors. So what we have is a, a venture firm that can identify and invest in uh, uh, impactful real estate technologies. One of our early investments was DocuSign, which you know I'm sure everybody's used and, and heard of. Um, and then underneath uh, Second Century Ventures, which is uh, designed to invest in later stage companies, we realized that we were missing out on a lot of early stage real estate tech companies that we thought were really compelling. So in 2013, we launched the Accelerator and we put about 80 companies through that program that are a little bit early for our venture fund, but we want to get involved with. So we have both the, uh, the Reef Accelerator, which has been around for, for uh, uh, I think six years now, and then this year we launched both Reach Australia and Reach Commercial um, to focus on commercial solutions. So uh, we're also launching Reach Canada, Reach Global. So we're setting up this series of accelerators to work with earlier stage commercial real estate and other real estate technology companies um, to take advantage of uh, fostering innovation a little earlier than uh, great. Uh, you've seen the growth. We've all been kind of part of it. Four years ago, we had 80 companies. Now we've got 4,000, you know, close to 6,000 
real estate tech, CRE tech companies. What what are you seeing out there? What are you guys investing in specifically? I yeah, it's uh, it, know it. go ahead. Yeah, to to mirror your uh, your, your your comment, I mean, you know, five, four or five years ago, prop tech wasn't a word really. Um, I mean, it's just exploded, right? It's uh, it's you know, one of the largest last asset classes in the entire world is is real estate. And, you know, I think that there was sort of a shift a few years ago where instead of battling the adoption of technology, that real estate people started to realize that it's coming and they should get on the front end of that wave. So, uh, you know, we've invested in a lot of uh, uh, companies, you know, uh, this year, for instance, um, we, 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 we invest in both the residential side solutions and the commercial side solutions. Um, some good examples uh, on the commercial side where I focus is, uh, you know, there's an amenity war going on in uh, multifamily housing uh, complexes where, you know, people have realized that technology and amenities are a way to differentiate their, their buildings for their tenants. And it really helps with, you know, ability to drive rent, but also really, really helps with retention. So we've made uh, several investments in tech enabled um, amenity companies. So, uh, the Mint, uh, with an E, uh, M-I-N-T-E, was one of our early stage investments. We took them very early on, but essentially are there a tech-enabled um, uh, apartment cleaning um, platform. So it, it's so simplistic. It's, it's, it's simplistically beautiful. Uh, multifamily housing complexes with, say, 600 apartments, it's a pain for those people to manage outside maid services coming into the building. One maid service comes in for one tenant, another maid service comes in for another tenant. You don't know if they're supposed to be in your building. Are you supposed to let them in the door? Do they have access to the keys? What hallways should they be in? If there's a security issue. So what the Mint does, and this is one of the genius things that they did, is that they didn't sell to the tenant. They sold to the, the owner operators. They said, look, let us come in and be your in-house maid service. And when your tenants want to have a maid, they simply click a button on our app and we're already in your building, we have access to your building, we're badged, we have our uniform on, we do background checks, and then we'll just become your in-house solution for uh, maid services. And the buildings just loved it because it solved a ton of their problems. And the, uh, the tenants love it because now they know it's safe, secure, there's one source. Um, so that, that's one example of with amenities, we just took a very simple solution. And I think the key for them was being able to sell to the asset owner, which solved their problem. Um, and then they very quickly went from, you know, trial in one building in Chicago to now they're in Chicago, they're in DC, they're in Baltimore, and they're looking to expand to three more cities. Well, and I think you pointed out a great point. It's, it's the landlords and the owners, you know, the, the, the wealthiest across the country, the people who, who can derive the most benefit and, and glean the most insight from technology or streamlining to their tenants. I mean, Brad, you're, you're over on the financial side. You, you're, you've been at these shows longer than I have. Uh, PropTech itself, I mean, that makes up the 4,000 4, of the 6,800 technologies out there. How do we streamline buildings? How do we, how do we get intelligence from our, our assets? And, and then, Brad, I mean, what are you seeing? How do, how do we turn those assets to more money? What's going on in the space in your mind? Well, there's a, there's a number of things to, uh, uh, to, to bring up. First of all, Bob's absolutely right. If you go back, you know, several years ago, you know, prop tech was not a phrase that was being used by anybody. In fact, the evolution from the longer syllabic real estate technology to the more simple prop tech to describe what this evolution is of companies that are being created specifically to try to address 
needs that have largely largely been ignored within the real estate business for all of the innovations that have taken place in any number of other industry verticals real estate has been you know everybody says the same words it has been one of the slowest to adopt uh, technologies and that is changing I mean I got into focusing on uh, the real estate tech space about five years ago, along with a colleague. And from an investment banker standpoint, one of the things that I observed is all of these companies are classic technology companies and classic early stage technology companies need three things. They need private equity, they need merger and acquisition advice, and they need general corporate finance services, things that don't fit a deal per se, but still require uh, the financial market knowledge in order to give um, uh, the uh, uh, the right kind of uh, right kind of input, and one of the most important things that seems to be happening is what always happens: you get generational shifts. One of the things that, if you go back, you know, ten years, um, you know, there's a lot of people within the real estate business who had been doing it the same way for twenty and thirty years. They didn't really see all that much need to uh, change. They were able to do what they needed uh, needed to do. But now you have got a whole new group of people, you know, whether it's millennials or whichever group you want to discuss, they are used to having more access to information frequently. That's free information. Um, They have a strong desire to incorporate technologies that they have been used to working with in any number of their other professional uh, uh, endeavors uh, and bring that to bear. Well, as you get people who are retiring or leaving the business, you have this new generation coming in. And that, to me, is as much as anything what is driving the shift that's taking place for all of these new ideas that are coming in and solutions that are being brought uh, uh, brought to the uh, brought to the marketplace. Five years ago, I was at one of these real estate tech conferences, and I think it was only the second or third time that this group had gotten together. It was maybe you know uh, you know several dozen people who were showing up. Now you go to some of these conferences; they're eight hundred, nine hundred people. When you go to the ones in New York, they have people with ties on, Uh, in other words, the real estate guys who are showing up and trying to learn what it is that's taking place. What can they use to adopt to make their uh, uh, business better, more efficient? And, uh, And so that's... And that is now being reflected in what's happening in the capital markets. I was reading yesterday in my morning real estate news stuff, the level of activity continues to grow in terms of amounts of money that that is raised, merger and acquisition transactions that are being done to rationalize and consolidate certain sub-segments in the prop uh, prop tech space. This is... To me, I mean, I've been at this for 40 years. This reminds me so much of the mid-1980s as the software industry, as it was then understood to be, was being created. It was was the Wild West. It was so many companies being created, so many opportunities being, uh, uh, being pursued. It is very similar to that now. And there will be rationalization that takes place. There will be you know, very large winners, you know, who consolidate a number of technologies 
uh, together to better serve uh, uh, the marketplace. It's just plain a very exciting time to be part of this. Uh, and I'll turn it back to you. Yeah. Well, and, and that ties me back to Jim. Jim, for those who are tuning in for the first time, Jim comes from the financing side. I come from the brokerage and development side. Evolution or use of technology is, is, the, is the differentiator. Um, for landlords, it's giving a little more convenience, as, as Bob was pointing out. For brokers, it's, it's reacting faster in market knowledge. I mean, Jim, what are you seeing there on the finance side? And, and uh, is it too early to call you commissioner as you're shifting things? But go ahead and... and <laughs> It's too early to call me commissioner, but we'll, we'll leave that for next month's show. The reality is, is that, is that the reason that real estate is slow, so slow to adopt is that real estate has always been information driven and information arbitrage driven, and people are very um, proprietary about their information and their knowledge. And I think that, especially with real estate, real estate's a business, but it's also an art form. And I think that you're going to have a combination of technology and old school, uh, you know, grin and grab, if you will, meeting people in person. And it's going to be the people that most effectively merge all of those technologies. And the fact that it's an art form means that many, many people are reluctant to switch because they've had success. That's one of the reasons that early adopters and early technology, I think, find difficulty being accepted on the front end. Right. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, but now you've got you've got large groups, fifth wall, others, huge amounts of capital. The land, people understand that competitive advantage is competitive when you're there, not the first, but early enough to take advantage. And, that, and that's you know the incredible thing to what Brad was pointing out in my mind is simply we went from a hundred people in a room to over a thousand. We've got CRE Tech this month in New York. Uh, NAR NAR doing their event. Uh, next month in San Francisco, where there's such a huge focus on tech, and there's a, a fear of what am I missing, which just wasn't here a year ago. What is my colleague doing? What is my colleague doing? What are, what are, what are my competitors doing? How do I do better? And that's, you know, that's where you know, technologies like Siri Collaborative, like the accelerator programs, the things they're pushing forward are so exciting. It's because of that competitive advantage. Uh, so Bob, what, what is, you, you said that the commercial accelerator program launched this year what are you guys looking for what's the what's the buzz from the words from the mouth of the association or from you guys underneath uh you know we will we'll, we probably looked at you know i probably look at a couple hundred companies a year so you start to see themes um you know i see a lot of uh, a, a lot of kind of me too solutions that aren't as compelling um as others uh i think that um a lot of times what will happen uh, and this is to 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 both the other gentlemen on the on the uh, on the call, they they both said this. It used to be the fact that everybody kind of built their own thing in house, right? It was like, well, if I want a data analytic platform to measure rent, uh, I'm going to build that internally. So we've adopted the not built here philosophy, and our, our our CEO Bob Goldberg actually has used that phrase, not built here, which is we don't want to be the technology provider, we want to be the technology finder, and then what the industry is doing and, and, and the massive shift that, that, uh, that we've all been talking about on this, on this, uh, on this podcast so far is no, these real estate companies aren't, are no longer looking to build their own solutions. They're looking to find solutions that everybody can use, which is a much more efficient way to do things. So we are looking at, uh, as I mentioned before, um, in, in our current class, we have six companies in our current class. We've got uh, two companies that are sort of amenity focused. Um, 
We also have, have uh, focused on the trends in co-working spaces and co-living spaces. So we have two different companies that focus on that. One is kind of an arbitrage of short-term rentals. So you've got your Airbnbs uh, type um, uh, a business model where other people are now leveraging that to say, look, I can, I can take three apartments in a really nice destination neighborhood. I'm in Chicago, so let's say it's Wicker Park. And I can make a, a almost a boutique style Airbnb instead of being just, you know, somebody's extra bedroom. I can make it an experiential uh, uh, destination place and I can arbitrage the short term rent that I pay on my annual lease. And I can arbitrage that to what I can get for listing on Airbnb. And then I just got to be really good about filling it every one of those nights. And I do that through the boutique experiential solution. So Co-living is a big uh, is is obviously a big trend. Uh, co-working is a big trend. So we have a, a company in our portfolio called Coyo, that is a listing platform for um, both uh, co-working spaces and for move-in ready spaces. So instead of having sort of the big build-out and the long-term lease, we've had companies that are kind of leveraging the shift in the way that people work and the way that people live. Um, people are expecting more out of the places where they live and the places that they work. So one of our companies uh, in our portfolio is called Lulafit that uh, does all of the corporate wellness and multifamily housing, uh, health and wellness, where they're going to take those million dollar gyms that are sitting there that people don't utilize enough because there's no programming, there's no organization. And they're coming into, uh, into those um, uh, uh, facilities and running all the health and wellness. So the solutions that we pick are really kind of on trend with, you know, what are the concerns that our, uh, that our brokers and that our, our members have? What's disrupting? And instead of battling this disruption, let's find solutions that feed into that disruption that we can then roll out to our customers, to our clients, to our association members that will get them on the forefront of that wave of technology instead of battling against it. Yeah, lean, leaning into the shift. This is really a good time to take a break. Let's go to a break. Then we're going to come back. And what I want to do is I want to talk about some of the, the earliest software solutions that were out there, things like RCM, where people used to put things online. Is, is that going to be uh, still in, in vogue? What types of good systems are out there that, that you're investing in that you think will be cutting edge? I really want to give people a preview of the future. Right after this, what do you think, guys? Can you stick with me and do some more of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. We'll be right back after this short break from our sponsors with more ways that you can make money right away, make your real estate practice even better with some of our experts from across the field, across the country. Back after this. Uh, Wanda, love you, miss you. Everybody at Warren Henry, just love you. That's right. When you're looking to buy or lease a car, you want to get every advantage that you can. That's why you have to check out Warren Henry, Land Rover, Range Rover, Infinity and Jaguar. Up in Gainesville, they've got Audi. Down in Key West, Jeep and all kinds of other great name brands. What do they all have in common? They're all exceptional cars, and they all come with a Warren Henry advantage. That means complimentary. Oh, did it again. That means complimentary service loaner, dynamic wheel protection, key replacement, guaranteed purchase offer, and, of course, their best value guarantee, and my favorite, the 72-hour exchange. They'll pick up your car. They'll exchange it for you for three days after you buy it. They're the best. Join me, my mom, and my beautiful wife, Vivian, 
We're all members of the Warren Henry family. You should be too. Always the best price. Always the best service. Always Warren Henry. Stupid. Dweeb. Useless. Weird. Slow. Things that should never be said. Shut it down. We are all beautiful. We are strong. We are powerful. Be loud. Be proud. We have the power to put an end to bullying. So go ahead. Be you. Be bold. Be different. Be brave. Choose to stand up against bullies. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. All right, we're back, and we're back with Andreas Senny. Andreas, introduce our fabulous guests on our technology show. So, uh, once again, I want to welcome back Bob Gillespie. Uh, he is the executive director here at Reach Commercial, the Reach Commercial Accelerator, which is a subsidiary of the National Association of Realtors, and Bradford Harris, partner at Chesa Cap Securities. We've got both sides of the fence, the association side here with Bob and Bradford over on the Wall Street side, private capital. So, guys, welcome back. Let's 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 talk. You tee it up, Jim. What companies? What went and where? <laughs> you know, when I first became aware of real estate prop tech, the first company was this company called RCM. Uh, they put together uh, real estate marketing uh, packages. They helped uh, smaller companies compete with the bigger companies. It showed me that there was a need for external solutions to help augment boutique and individual practitioners. And I guess that's just exploded with the internet and with all the apps that are out there. Can you guys talk about some of the uh, historic firms the and uh, and what you think are some of the new cutting edge solutions that people really need to know about? What are the best in class that you guys would recommend? Uh, uh, go ahead, Bob. Sure, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you have sort of, you know, the evolution of, you know, the internet has evolved, obviously, and computing power has evolved, obviously. Um, you know, from a sort of a, uh, uh, way back in the day, I mean, imagine historically where where people didn't even want to go list things on the internet at all. It was proprietary. They didn't want to just make that available to the public. That was part of their their value. And now people that that would just be an unacceptable state of being for a consumer nowadays, right? Being like, wait a second, I I don't get that information. That doesn't make any sense. So they started listing things, and and you know those were the earlier solutions like you know RCM, um, you know CoStar has, you know, all the lists, you know, that they're, they're a behemoth in the industry. Um, what's happening now is that people are starting to take a lot of those data sets and a lot of the, the, uh, the listing services and things like that. And they're starting to add a lot of new technology and a lot of new thought on how that data can be utilized. So for instance, uh, companies might be able to take a, a, a listing that's textual in nature but they can use machine learning and natural language processing to, for instance, parse those listings and have the computer read text and turn that into searchable data. So they basically can, can take uh, and, and categorize a listing and understand the way the human mind would understand by reading a listing, which computers have a harder time doing because you have to process language. And then you can categorize uh, listings and then you can make them much more searchable. You can start to talk to people or you can start to ask people like, 
what are your needs? And then through using artificial intelligence, you can automatically start to match them to properties. You can start to take massive data sets like, uh, you know, zoning data, access to public transport, crime statistics, walk rates, um, weather, uh, where, how, where, sunshine for cities that get super, super, super hot. So weather data, things that you didn't used to be able to do quantitatively. They were just sort of qualitative anecdotally. There are now all kinds of solutions where you can use the power of computing to completely change the way that you look at real estate, get the deal done quicker, faster, better. Um, there are all, there are companies that are just doing that. Also the speed of the transaction, like what Byproxy is now doing is that they can help you not only locate a, uh, a property that you're interested in, but then close on that through their backend tool set and through their deal flow parameter or so, their deal flow package. So Bob, and, and it's fair to say, or, or to rephrase that a bit, we've gone from an industry that, you know, one or two providers, the, the leaders that didn't talk to one another, an industry that, that held everything in a silo to bridging silos, to connecting everything and taking that massive wealth of data and making it actionable. I think, I think that's the point you're getting to is, is actionable insights, actionable tools that drive things much faster. And I, I'm sure Brad, you're seeing something, seeing that on the financial side, or you actually, uh, ahead of commercial real estate tech, FinTech has been all over, you know, digitization documents, uh, real time analysis insights. What, what would you say that? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to, there's a couple of things that uh, both Jim and Bob have, uh, uh, have highlighted uh, both before the break and after. The fact is that there, there is an evolution taking place. And even in this short 10-year uh, period, a short 10-year period of time, we have gone to what Jim described as real estate people who wanted to keep their, their information proprietary. That was the basis on which they were able to get economic advantage in terms of any of the transactions that they were working with. So keeping it proprietary, keeping it close to the best was their basic competitive, uh, competitive edge. Over the course of the last 10 years, we have had any number of effectively data aggregators who you know, have gone out and searched for how to collect this information that has been previously held, uh, uh, held close to the person who originated the data uh, or were able to gather the data because of the particular buildings they were involved with or otherwise. And all of a sudden, they, you know, the, that, that data has become more available. And to Bob's point, it's being demanded to be more available because the, new gener the next generations of you know, people in real estate or other segments expect that that data is going to be available. Frequently, they expect that that data is going to be freely available. So now what is happening and with the advances that have taken place in technology, frankly, that have been applied to other vertical uh, vertical markets are now being applied to the, the real estate industry. And that is what do you do with the data that is increasing in size, be is becoming a mass of information? It's the analytics. It's what can you do with that? What, what trends can you, uh, can you decipher from this information? How does, how does your differentiation in analyzing the data now put you in a more competitive 
position against others in whatever segment of this, uh, uh, this market it is. So why have we seen someone like RCM uh, that, that was discussed before the break, you know, not necessarily being the be all and end all in terms of, you know, where you're going for, you know, technology or how about CoStar as was brought up, um, you know, has been very defensive about protecting the data that they are aggregating uh, and and being very um, aggressive with potential competitors who are trying to do the same thing or as or in some cases pilfering you know costars uh, uh, costars data and trying to then provide new avenues for others to uh, work with uh, work with that data what you have seen and what is going to take place over time and who the winners are going to be are going to be those who are able to take an increasing amount of data that is that becomes increasingly available generally but somehow manages to create distinctions in what the data means and find a way to provide that in an in a way that that develops a real business for them in delivering that to the consumers of that analysis. Yeah, you know, the information comes out and it's overwhelming. It's difficult for people to process. They don't know where to look unless they're looking to do something very specific. It can really um, almost paralyze them. Um, how do you suggest people use the overall data to develop business plans? Uh, and I'll, I'm self-servingly going to jump in a bit on that one. The, you know, Sierra Collaborative is a great example. That's the platform I founded. And what it does is propel businesses forward by connecting the data sources and advising. I mean, we've got 4.4 million real estate professionals all with data, all trying to get on, all trying to do something. And then another 400,000 real estate professionals that have IT departments that have, uh, let's call it vertically integrated technology stacks already because they're the biggest in the industry, the blue chip companies. And the majority of the transactions aren't at that level. They're happening at the 4.4 million level. So what I think everyone here would agree on is the companies that are collaborating and bringing their, their data across are doing better than those that aren't. And the, companies, real estate companies specifically, instead of tech companies, that actually focus on how they own their data and where it's proprietary and the value of it now are the ones that are going to take that competitive advantage because they're going to be able to, you know, in some cases, resell their data. Comp data, everything has a value. We're in a digital currency age. It's a, the data is the digital currency for our business before it was locked up in our heads as, as real estate pros. And Brad, I think you'd agree there. And Bob, I'd love to hear the association take. The ability of any number of companies in the prop tech field to recognize what a particular need of information is and deliver that back in some, in some packaged way will be the ones who find enormous uh, uh, demand from the uh, uh, from the marketplace. Now, all of that sounds like well, you've just described normal uh, nor normal business. The challenge, as we've all said, the amount of information was always enormous, but it is getting larger. The ability to decipher what it means has become more challenging, and the and the 
you've got to recognize what you're expert in. If, if you're not expert in how to, you know, gather data and, uh, and, you know, run it through a scrubber, you know, to get to pieces of information that, that are useful to you, because what your expertise is, is to take that information that's now been scrubbed and make decisions against it. Decisions about what to buy, what to lease, what to do in any number of ways within the real estate business. So it's going to be the companies that are able to deliver the ever-increasing amount of information in a way that is actionable to its customer base. Those are the winners. Yeah, I, I would, I would uh, mirror what Brad said. I, you know, a phrase that I like to use is nobody needs more data. They need better insights into what the data is telling them. Uh, insights, actionable insights, being able to, data is no longer a problem. There's plenty of data out there. It's what do you do with it? And then the companies that are real successful are the ones that take data sets and say, I took this data set and now I can solve a business problem for you. I, I often say, because I, I, like I said, I probably look at a couple hundred companies a year, you know, I find myself saying very often to them, they say, well, we collect this data and we do this stuff. And I go, now what? I mean, good for you. You've got all this data on, you know, you got all this municipality data. Terrific. What do you do with it? Why would somebody pay for it? What's your special sauce inside of that? I think the Brad's point's dead on about the companies that figure out how to do that. Are going to be one. Stick with us. We're going to do one quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to find out some real secrets about what the best platforms are for you to use to execute your real estate plan, whether it's leasing, investment sales, or simply getting an overview of market opportunities. We'll be back after this with my friend Andre Seni and our team of technology experts. Hey, everybody. If you need some real estate financing, give me a call. 305-773-6300 gets you to me, Jim Freed. What do I do? I help you solve your problems. Usually only takes one call. What do I do all day long? Jim, I got this finance problem. Jim, I need to sell this land. Jim, I need this partnership uh, put back together. Jim, I need you to help me out. That's right. And I act as their fiduciary and I get it done for them. Big families in town and families you've never heard of from out of town. So give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why? Because when you call me, it's all about you. You're listening to Freed on Business. To talk to Jim and his guests, call 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350. Now back to your host, Jim Freed. We're back with our good friend, Andre Senny of the Real Estate Collaborative. The Real Estate Collaborative is a gathering place of real estate technologies that can make your real estate practice much more efficient and more profitable for you. And Andre says a couple of guests with him. We're wrapping up our, our monthly tech show. So, Andres, let's quickly uh, review our introductions and let's get right back to it. Absolutely, Jim. So joining us this month is, is Bob Gillespie, Executive Director over at the REACH Commercial Accelerator. Uh, subsidiary of NAR and Bradford Harry's partner at Chester Cap Securities. We've got the association side and the banking side, private, semi-public uh, sides of the industry, talking tech, talking money, talking history. 
Yeah, so we were talking about what some really great, uh, the best types of uh, apps and platforms are for the different um, types of professionals, maybe something special for leasing, financing, <clears throat> maybe prop op operations. What are your guys best in class on this stuff? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you, a, I've mentioned a few already, um, and then, you know, I'll even step outside of just the ones that we've invested in that I'm a big fan of. Um, on the finance side, I'm a very big fan of CRE Simple um, and end platform where they have both finance and the entire uh, the commercial transaction. Uh, I uh, Alternative assets, a platform that I find really interesting is uh, CFX Markets. They basically have tokenized using blockchain, um, which would be a whole nother. Uh, so your podcast, would be <laughs> um, but they basically have tokenized uh, a platform where you can trade alternative assets. I'm a real big fan of what they're doing. It's very interesting. Um, from a commercial real estate marketing solution, I like what Buildout is doing quite a bit. Uh, they're getting a ton of traction. Um, I've been keeping my eye on them for several years. I'm a real, real big fan of Buildout. Uh, from a space management, I'll give you one more just because it's really sort of off the grid of what we talked about. And I, I love it company called Twofold out of Portland that creates um, almost zero footprint office and home furniture. So things fold up, they fold into walls, so you can utilize space in a much more efficient manner. Uh, they sell into co-working spaces, they sell into um, real large enterprises that want to use their space more efficiently. So those are kind of four and four different regions that I, uh, four different verticals that I find this really fascinating. I'm a big fan of what they're doing. That's great. Bradford, uh, do you have any recommendations? Uh, well, uh, I, I'm in a little bit of a different position being a, uh, being an investment banker, so I'm going to answer the question in a slightly slight, slightly different way. Uh, a past client, uh, past client of mine is uh, uh, Comstack. You know, they're not, you know, you know they've now been around, around for a while. But why I bring this, them up in this particular you know, segment and question is it's just an example of a brilliant strategy, a brilliant strategy to recognize how to gather you know, data in a crowdsourced basis, you know, which is how CompStack got its original data to uh, work with that it then applied across you know, any number of uh, any number of markets, and then the way in which they have in the in the subsequent years brought in other you know partners and partnerships like the partnership they have with Moody's at this point. It's just been a really brilliant way to take take an idea that there should be a better way to gather information about leases which are not public you know, public knowledge per se, but everybody uses them, needs them, found a way to trade them. He found a way to put himself into the middle of that as a business. And that is just one of those great examples of how you figure out how to get the data, how to, how, how to manage it, package it, and uh, and then sell the value of what it is that you have pulled together. And for our listeners who don't know, Comstack is a is a comp exchange where you can actually exchange your your knowledge. Uh, back in the day, we would you know meet in rooms and ha and have breakfasts and exchange our deal data, you know physically and less more digitally today. In addition to that, whereas Comstack has taken that model and allowed you to exchange them. Uh, 
a great, great company, as we all know. And, and you touched on Moody's as well. Moody's is another big aggregator I, I, I want to point to. Uh, putting streams together. Cherry is a great uh, enterprise-level system. Pulling streams together, single dashboarding. And for, for me, looking at the space, it's just connected universe. Any technology, when you're out there talking and working with them, that won't connect or won't let you move your data or isn't talking to another, isn't going to help you in the end. It's going to cause you to more drain on your time, more drain on your resources. And we as golden deal makers, real estate professionals, only have so many hours a day to dedicate. So anytime a company, Comstack included, Moody's, a lot of Reese, Reonomy, they've all shared the data, saving time, saving money. Siri Collaborative, of course, does the same, connects, collaborates, and triages all your data for you. And, and that's my side. Well, listen, I know that we've got to wrap up for our guests because I know we're bumping up against some hard stops for them. But, Andres, can you stick with me and kind of put a wrap on this for our final segment? I would love to, Jim. Thank you. And Bob and Brad, uh, Brad, you know, guys, thank you so much. Andres, stick with me. We'll be right back with some more information. We'll put a capstone on all this. We'll help people figure out what's best for them in the confusing area of real estate prop tech. More after this. song Monda, you just nailed it with all my favorite music you aren't here in person but you are in spirit wanda miles i love you you're the best it's really the wanda miles show with jim freed i think anyway when you're looking to buy or lease a car you want to get every advantage that you can that's why you have to check out warren henry land rover range rover infinity and jaguar up in gainesville they've got the hot Audis down in key west just about everything you can think of and they're all great cars and they all come with the warren henry advantage that means complimentary dent repair oh my gosh i did it again that means complimentary service loaner dynamic wheel protection key replacement guaranteed purchase offer best value guarantee and of course my favorite the 72 hour exchange so join me my mom and my beautiful lovely jackie o wife vivian we're all members of the Warren Henry family. You should be too. Always the best price. Always the best service. Always Warren Henry. Turn it up. Today's program is brought to you by Throwback Thursday. Remember as a teenager sleeping until noon or 1 p.m.? Now I can't sleep past 7 a.m. even on my days off. But hey, medical marijuana is legal in just about everywhere. I have no idea why I made this point. Well played, CBD gummies. Well played. It's Jim Freed on 880 The Biz. 
Oh my gosh, I'm just having so much fun here. I really am. Playing the music, having a good time with my friends. I just love doing this radio show. You know what else I love doing? I love doing, I love helping people solve their problems. Got a real estate related problem? Give me a call, 305-773-6300. We'll talk it through. Maybe I can help. Maybe you know somebody else that can help. The number one thing is I'm here to help. So give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why? Because when you call me, it's all about you. You're listening to Freed on Business. To talk to Jim and his guests, call 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350. Now, back to your host, Jim Freed. All right, we are back with Andre Senny. Andre, that was great. You know, uh, Brad and Bob were tremendous. Uh, they seem to represent all the types of people that you have involved with the Real Estate Collaborative. Tell me a little bit about the other folks to participate. So the Siri Collaborative serves the, as industry role agnostic, investors, developers, lenders, brokers, service professionals. We all take part in a transaction, in transactions. We all need to be able to communicate and talk to one another. And that's what we've done. That's the industry. People shaking hands, doing business. The collaborative takes it further by helping the technology shake hands. It gets you to the technology you need when you need it, connects it to the other technologies to save you time, and provides that data arbitrage, gives, delivers to you the data you need in a simple, easy-to-use dashboard. And having people like Bob, Mike Beckerman, all of our different show guests are all gleaming examples of the industry and where it's going. The 2.0 of let's connect, let's collaborate, let's, let's do more business much faster because we have these connections and these, and these partnerships. You know, it's really great. Um, what is it that drove you to put all this together, Andreas? Uh, 2000, geez, 2016, 2015, we founded Siri Collaborative. Uh, I was, at that point, early on, I was just the broker building my business, 400% growth year over year, using technology, the original iPad growing out of my arm as a, as a legacy real estate developer from a family of developers. And I saw that, the more technology, the closer to the edge you are, the better you could do if you worked hard, worked smart. And then I noticed as these, all these technologies were coming online, they were coming online independent of one another and they didn't talk. And if they didn't talk, it meant I had to go to each one separately, which then started to kill my day, kill my time. We spend 50% of our day on email already. There really isn't enough time to go check nine, 10 platforms. You need to check one and be done. And that's what Creco does, Siri Collaborative, Creco.ai. It's a search one and done platform that handles your technology for you, provides the resources to you in a way you understand. Everybody knows how to search for an asset, how to promote an asset. So now let's deliver the, the new age technology that you may or may not know about right there at your point of need. And that's, that's how we grew. And the industry has shifted you know, three times over in the last three, four years. Proving well, listen, out that- man, we- we really appreciate your, your sponsorship. You're bringing all of these leading edge technologies to our, our podcast. I want to thank you so much for your partnership. Uh, you too, Jim. I could not be more excited for what's coming. And, and I say that oh. a lot, but it's, it's continuing. It's really exciting. Listen, I want to thank you so much. We'll see you next month, and I'll, uh, I'll call you offline to give you an update on the campaign. Absolutely. I, I, there's only one word I want to hear, and, that, and that's one. And I think you're getting there. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to do. We're getting there. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for participating. Um, we'll talk again offline. Everybody have a great weekend. 
Uh, this is Jim Freed for Freed on Business. I want to thank everybody for listening today. Remember, you can hear us on our podcast now. You can always find us on www.freedonbusiness.com. This is Jim Freed for Freed on Business. I want to thank everybody for listening. And, of course, I always want to thank our first responders. Remember, the person wants to do something, finds a way, the other finds an excuse. Now go out there and make it happen. Thank you, Andres. Everybody be well.